Hello, my weird friends. Welcome back to Pocket Full of Crime, your favorite true crime podcast with your favorite host. For all of my new listeners, welcome. My name is Rachel. I am one of the coolest people you will most likely never get to meet unless you happen to recognize my voice at the Starbucks drive-through. A little bit about myself. I only eat the pink Starburst. I like to talk about murder. I sell houses and I bake macarons and I'm also currently in dental school as per why my content has slowed down significantly. So if you like true crime, then you have stumbled on the perfect podcast. So be sure to subscribe and tell all of your weird friends about me. This episode is not a murder mystery. However, it does include murder. You are listening to TikTok Murder Motive. is where our story begins. Part of Cumberland County, New Jersey, with population estimated to be 60,034. Median income per individual averages around 26,000 annually, and median home value averages 192,000, which blows my mind because looking into the neighborhood we are about to discuss the houses are beautiful, and the town is a cute suburban area only 44 miles from Atlantic City. William Durham was also known by Timmy. He was a 51-year-old living in Vineland, New Jersey, working as a correctional officer at a Southwoods State Prison in Bridgeton, New Jersey, just about 13 miles from his home. William was married 32 years to his high school sweetheart, Catherine, and they raised two sons. William and his wife, Catherine, owned their own business before he was hired at the correctional facility, where he was employed 19 years as senior corrections officer. Those who knew him said he enjoyed working in his yard and, most of all, spending time with his family. He lived in a beautiful home in a beautiful suburban neighborhood. However, chaos would break out and end tragically for William and his family. Zachary Latham, then 18, was in the New Jersey National Guard. 
married to his young wife, Sarah, and the two were living with Zachary's grandparents, whom were neighbors to the Durham family. Zachary enjoyed fast cars and social media. His TikTok following wasn't large, but his videos were frequently of himself speeding at times reaching over 100 miles per hour. Zachary's speeding was beginning to become a disturbance in suburbia, as it would be if any one of us was raising a family with a reckless driver speeding by our home every day. William Durham confronted Zach for the first time and addressed his speeding. The confrontation was civil, and Zachary agreed to watch his driving in the neighborhood. However, that wouldn't last long, and neither would things remain civil. In fact, this back-and-forth scuffle would be a nuisance for two years before it would come to a fateful end. If you don't know the term Karen and its meaning surrounding social media and various memes, it is a term or name used by the woman seeming to act entitled or demanding the quote, may I speak to your manager, end quote, type of personality. You know, with the bob haircut and the chunky highlights with a minivan. Just saying. It is used to categorize a stereotypical type of woman. That being said, being a relative trendy hashtag on TikTok, Zachary started recording a confrontation with Catherine Durham as she was reading out his license plate number to presumably her husband or son to report him for speeding. In the video audio, you can hear Zach refer to Catherine as Karen, saying, quote, Are you okay, Karen? She responds with, That is not my name. Get it right. What are you going to do, Karen? That's not my name, so get my name straight. Go ahead. I'll you okay, Karen? Go ahead, get my tag. Let's go. Get my tag, Karen. My name is not Karen, so get my name straight. Get my tag, it's okay. When Zach uploaded this TikTok to the web, the hashtag Karen, his video went somewhat viral, you could say, getting more views than his speeding videos. Attention-seeking personalities like Zachary's get their jollies off to such short-lived fame. The Durham family would continuously be harassed by Zachary not only speeding, but driving by filming their reactions for his next TikTok video. The next video he uploaded was driving by yelling out his window to Catherine, quote, Hey Karen, we went viral, end quote. This is also the same video where the eldest son approached Zachary's car as he yelled at Karen. Zach keeps recording and is heard saying, quote, I have a knife, end quote, 
As the son got closer to the window, the son then attempts to grab Zachary and pull him from the car and is heard saying, quote, you want to threaten me with a knife, end quote. And this is when Zachary sped off down the street to his house, yelling back to the Durham son, quote, I'm going to call the cops on you, dude, end quote. The intensity of these altercations were rising despite many reports to the authorities. In April of 2020, Zachary uploaded a video to TikTok holding a gun as he stated, quote, this is how you handle neighbors, end quote. The Durhams were made aware of this video and took this as a threat and reported the video to authorities and nothing came about it. The morning of May 4th, 2020, the youngest Durham son was riding his bike down the street. Um, I'm not saying the names due to their ages, by the way. Zachary sees the boy riding his bike and speeds up and swerves towards him as if he was going to hit him, running the boy off of the road and then honked as he sped away. The boy made his mom and dad aware of the incident and rightfully so, they were furious. Their son was put in danger for these silly harassment videos. The Durham family had had enough at this point. The police weren't doing anything, so they waited for Zachary to return home to confront him once more. I am unaware of the exact time of day that this occurs. I imagine late afternoon, early evening, because William Durham is home when Zachary drives down the street. William backs his pickup into the road to block Zach's path home. Catherine gets out of the passenger seat with her phone recording. She approaches Zach's vehicle, which includes Zach's wife, Sarah, and two of Zach's friends. Catherine is heard asking Zach why he attempted to hit her son earlier that morning. Zach denies the allegations and only confesses to honking at him. Catherine says, quote, it's all on video, so get your shit straight, you little punk, end quote. Zach gets out of the car. As she is holding the phone up, recording his response, he at her, trying to knock the phone out of her hand. He is heard saying, quote, get out of my face. Sarah starts recording from her phone from inside the car. Catherine then says, quote, did you just hit me, end quote. Zach went back to his car and went around the pickup and sped down the street to his house. It was said that Sarah suggested calling the police, but it is uncertain if there were any calls made prior to what events take place next. As Zach, Sarah, and the two friends are getting out of Zach's car and standing in the driveway, the two Durham sons approach the driveway on their bikes. Zach immediately runs into the garage and, unknown to anyone else, grabs a taser and two knives. Sarah has her phone out filming and is heard saying, quote, I promise you, you better back up because you're not going to like what's coming out, suggesting to what Zach went to retrieve from the garage. Zach has already threatened the eldest son with a knife and posted a video holding a gun, so the two boys assumed Zach went to grab his gun. The eldest son is heard asking Sarah if 
Zack planned on using a gun, and she says no, that is not what she meant. William and Catherine pull up in William's truck right behind the driveway, and the two boys tell their dad about the alleged gun or weapon Zack was threatening them with. Catherine and Sarah stand by and film the entire scene. No one called the authorities. No one thinks in the back of their mind that the responsible thing to do would be to walk away, go inside, call the police. They filmed this tragic event as it unfolded. William is heard stating, quote, get the gun, as he approached Zach. Zach then pulls out the taser from behind his back, and William starts to laugh and mock him, stating, quote, oh, you got a zapper, quote. William goes to throw a punch at Zach, and Zach grabs his knife and tries to slash William on the arm. He missed. Sarah is heard screaming in the video as a fight breaks out between everyone in that driveway, including William, Zach, the two friends, and the two Durham sons. The fight makes its way inside the open garage. This is when Zach successfully slashes William on the arm, leaving a significant wound. All while the video is rolling, you can see blood on the side of a white truck and hear the taser go off multiple times. Sarah screams for Zach to give up his knife, but he wouldn't. Catherine then gets involved and punches Sarah in the face. Zach tases William, then stabs him once in the back and once again in the left armpit region, puncturing his lung. William attempts to stand up, but he is covered in blood. He attempts to aid one of his sons being held in a headlock, but falls to the ground. The sons and Catherine load William into the back of their pickup and drive him home where an ambulance meets them shortly after. The stab wounds and blood loss were too severe. William Durham passed away that evening of March 4th, 2020. Back at Zachary's grandparents' house, Zach makes a 911 phone call claiming he was attacked and jumped at his home. He was stomped in the throat and claimed he stabbed the guy out of self-defense. One thing I caught on the 911 audio is what sounds like to me, Zach saying they pulled up in trucks and had guns. However, the Durham's truck and the entire family yielded no weapons on them that night. 
Zach was taken and treated at the hospital for concussion and mild injuries in his mugshot after you can see his swollen black eyes. Catherine Durham was arrested that night and charged with fourth degree criminal trespassing and a simple assault for punching Sarah. The two Durham sons were charged with a third degree aggravated assault and fourth degree criminal trespassing. Zach was arrested and charged with first-degree aggravated manslaughter and two counts of second-degree aggravated assault with various weapon offenses. Zach was held in the Cumberland County Jail and upon his attention hearing, he was given bail and released pending trial. The prosecutors in this case were baffled by the judge's decision, arguing Sarah and Zachary should have went inside and called the police instead of getting into a knife fight. They attempted to appeal Zachary's release with no luck. Zach was ordered to hand over all of his weapons and was not allowed to have contact with the Durhams and was not allowed back on the property at his grandparents' house. Zach chose to use a public defender and boasted about it on social media, stating, quote, Why waste 50k when I have the whole thing on video? I can damn near represent myself, end quote. The harassment on social media didn't end. Zach took every opportunity he was given to harass and add fuel to the fire. A man by the name Mike Gallagher, president of Williams Union and a close family friend of the Durhams, continued to watch Zach's social media closely, given the likelihood that he would incriminate himself more. After viewing a story of Zach's on Instagram, Mike Gallagher got a message from Zach, quote, Why do you keep stalking my IG stories? Got nothing better to do? Mike didn't respond, although Zach followed up with two additional messages, quote, LMAFO, and the third message was a kissing heart emoji. Zach took a screenshot of Mike Gallagher's username, profile, and picture and posted it to his own Instagram with the caption, quote, when the guy who lied about you to the media stalks your story, end quote. I could not find exactly what this incident was, including the media, but nonetheless, this cocky punk just killed someone. Now, whether he thinks in his little pea brain that it was self-defense or not, I'm not an attorney, he needs to harass and aggravate a grieving family. In the comments of that post, an unknown user, who was believed to be a second account of Zach's, leaked the Durham's family's address for the entire Instagram world to see. After the leak, police security increased in the neighborhood, and so did the traffic. Catherine noticed on multiple occasions a suspicious car parked outside on multiple occasions, and when she got her phone out to film, it sped away. The family attempted to sue the city of Vineland after countless complaints over the previous two years with no repercussions, and once out of control, led to a homicide. 
There has been no update on the lawsuit against the city. The last TikTok that Zach made showed himself in Florida, leaking to everyone that this is where him and his wife were staying while awaiting trial, which was not illegal as long as he continued to be in contact with court case officials awaiting his trial. However, a motion was filed by prosecutors barring everyone involved in the case to be banned from speaking about the case on social media. The judge approved the motion and Zach's TikTok is now private and the videos appear to be deleted. However, once on the web, always on the web. I imagine these videos will be crucial in court. As Zach awaited his trial, rested once more in Florida on January 23rd, 2021. After a motorist flagged down a sheriff claiming Zach threatened him with a gun. Zach was pulled over and his car was searched. The gun turned out to be a BB gun resembling an AK-47 assault rifle. Zach was charged with a suspicion of felony aggravated assault and a second count of aggravated assault for attempting to hit the other driver's vehicle. Zach was held at Lee County Jail, but released on January 25th on $40,000 bond. However, that didn't last long. Shortly after his release, his pretrial release in New Jersey was revoked, and Zach now remains in Lee County Jail awaiting to be extradited back to New Jersey. As of March 1st, 2021, there has been no update on a trial date being set or if Zach is going to lawyer up or remain with a public defender. Catherine and her two sons' charges were dropped and now they grieve the loss of a husband and a father. I will keep you updated on any trial date for this case. I am praying a jury brings justice for this family. I could not find articles stating the status of Zachary and the National Guard, so I won't speak on that. I would imagine, however, he is no longer in the National Guard due to the charges against him. That is all I have for you in this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share my content if you liked this episode. Leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcast or on my Pocket Full of Crime Facebook and Instagram. I love reading your comments and interacting with you, my lovely listeners. I post additional content and photos from each episode on those social media platforms, so be sure to follow so you don't miss out. I wanted to add a quick reminder to those new listeners. I am a Colorado Mission 22 ambassador. We are a nonprofit organization fighting against veteran suicide. On average, 22 lives are lost to veteran suicide per day. Mission 22 raises funds, awareness, and offers programs and therapy for those veterans and their families struggling with PTSD and adjusting into civilian life. When their mission ends, our mission begins. I always leave a link where you can donate or buy some Mission 22 swag and portions of that purchase are donated to the mission. Stay tuned for the next episode. But until next time, stay weird, my friends. Oh, 
And one more thing. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom.